Hello Disney dreamers and welcome to the DLP Clubhouse, your compass to the wonderful world of DLP. I'm Leisha. And I'm Andrea. And welcome to our second episode of our new series, How to Plan for DLP. Today, we're talking about how many days you should be going to Disneyland Paris. And we'll be recommending the length of stay depending on the different situations I will be bringing up. Let's start the show. Just like last week's episode, I will be the little boffin moderator, giving context and breaking down the subjects so that my beautiful co-host here can add her expertise to them. So I broke down Disney guests into five categories. And me and you, Leisure, will recommend the best advice on how long they should stay, depending on their travel intentions. Are you ready? Uh, yes, let's do this. <laughs> okay, so... We have to give a little bit of context for those. I mean, there are some people who don't really know a lot about Disneyland Paris. Mm-hmm. Okay, so just in case someone, an alien or someone who has never been, wants to go to Disneyland Paris, uh, just a short little description. Mm-hmm. Disneyland Paris is one of the most, if not the most, visited theme park in Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, for people who don't know, it's actually not in Paris, but in a suburb called Mont de la Vallier. Uh, and it's 35 minutes away from the city centre by train. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's even closer to the Charles de Gaulle airport. It has seven official hotels uh, and nine affiliate hotels also. And it has two main theme parks and a shopping dining strip called Disney Village. Okay, so let's start with the first one. The Distant Traveller. Did you know, Leisure, that distant travellers make up to 9% of the guests at DLP? They include Americans and people from East Asia, mostly. So the distant traveller is one that comes to France just mostly specifically for Disneyland Paris. So we can consider these people travelling long distances, can even take several hours or even up to a day, depending on, of course, where they come from, to come to this magical place. Mm -hmm. I mean, money-wise, it it should take a lot of money uh, for these people to come out of Europe just to travel to France or to DLP. Exactly. So what would we recommend someone who has invested a lot of money and, of course, time to come to Disneyland Paris? That's a good question. I always recommend a basic three-day visit. But if you're coming for Disneyland Paris alone, so keeping in account that you wouldn't go to Paris or France or another European country, mm-hmm. I would say go for a midweek. Go from Monday to Friday, a five-day trip. Take it slow. Take it um, slow and steady, I would say. Plan things you want to do, but then you can stretch. And then you have the money to go and have a lovely dinner maybe or go to a beautiful hotel like the Disneyland Hotel. I, I do see in a Disneyland Hotel a lot of people from... Dubai or Abu Dhabi coming for multiple days but staying in a beautiful room I mean yeah I understand yeah I mean there's no denying that having these long long distant trips for uh, I know someone recently who came from America just to come to Disneyland Paris and I would say obviously like do what's comfortable in your price range but Mm -hmm. I would definitely if you're going to invest that much um, much amount of time and money you might as well take the five days or a week to go mm-hmm. uh, i wouldn't say any more than that because Disneyland paris is not that no. type of um, resort where you'll find things to do for for more than a week but um 
definitely take that time enjoy your time there mm-hmm. um and you know relax you know take it as a, as a as a relaxing vacation so that you're able to do things you know at a slower pace and enjoy things because i think something that other people might not be able to do is to kind of take that time to just enjoy every facet of the disney experience in paris and of course uh Disneyland Paris does do uh, excursion packages. So for example, if you are coming to Disneyland Paris, specifically just for Disneyland Paris, you can obviously book a um, tour to the city center of Paris. Mm -hmm. So Disneyland Paris has this part of their vacation packages that you can get. So even with other Disney guests, you can go into the center of Paris, see the Eiffel Tower, see see the Louvre, see different things, go sightseeing for like maybe a day Mm -hmm. or two. and then come back to Disneyland Paris. So those things are available on Disney uh, on the Disney property. If you ask people, they'll be able to be able to book that for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you are just going for the Disney experience and staying at the Disney uh, hotels, you know, take take your time. Yeah, I mean, let's also not forget that all the hotels have swimming pools and um, bars, bars, yeah, <laughs> bars, and also some have spars. You know, like. A spa? That's just yeah. a bar. Well, like, I mean, you know, you know, alcoholic. Me and, me and me and Fabrice are bar bar people. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, no, but there are definitely some amenities or facilities you can uh, take advantage of. And I would say, if you're coming, then for only once in a lifetime or once every five years, and you have time and money, and you're only doing Disneyland Paris, I would go into specifics and say, go to June, go in June or September. And take a midweek so you can enjoy the beautiful weather, not the extreme crowds and not the extreme pricing. That's what I would say then. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Now, let's move on to the other section. This will be more about us, I guess. And that is uh, the European. So, if you didn't know, Bija is from Belgium. Uh, and I grew up in the UK. <laughs> so... Uh, this is actually a huge crack category when it comes to Disneyland Paris because, I mean, the majority of people who go to Disneyland Paris is uh, from Europe. So here's a nice breakdown for you, Leisha. So okay. these are the biggest uh, population of people who go to Disneyland Paris. So approximately 3% are from Italy. 3% of people that go are from Germany. 5 from the Netherlands. 6 from Belgium and Luxembourg. They're just mm. together for some reason, I don't know. 9% from Spain, 17% from the UK, and a whopping 49% is from France. Mm-hmm. And something that actually is really interesting about the French is uh, obviously because Disneyland Paris is in Paris, well, in France, uh, of course, it's going to have a huge number of French people going. But mm-hmm. something really interesting about the French people, Leisure, is that the French are more willing than other nations to visit their own country for holidays. So in 2016, there was actually a statistic that um, domestic trips represented more than 41% of the travels taken in France. So i.e. people from maybe Bordeaux going to Paris, people from Brittany going to the south of France. So French people actually make a huge, huge amount of um, of the population of tourists when it comes to, for example, places like Disneyland Paris. So, I mean, that that is quite significant. It's huge numbers. Um, 
and also we have to consider that Disneyland Paris is perfectly situated. Um, so considering there is 68 million Europeans, only a four hour drive away, which includes you, Leisha, yes. uh, and a furthermore 30 million people, only a two hour flight away. I mean, it's incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So basically Europeans or people who live here are more able to access the parks easily and can come and can come during uh, different times. Yeah. And obviously considering our own experiences and I think this is more I think this is more of a question for you than it is for me mm -hmm. because we have a, a diff I'll have a different section for locals because I feel like um, this should be dedicated to people who who do have to travel the extra mm -hmm. uh, bit to get into uh, this region but what is your experience on this well um i would definitely subcategorize people who are um like me who are the unlocal locals i would call us so there is definitely a big belgian fan base um i mean every european country has their uh, disney fan base and hmm. people who go multiple times a year i would recommend going at least two days, a uh, maximum of three days, to be honest. I sometimes even just go for one day and I drive after work on a Friday evening, mm -hmm. book a cheaper hotel and then just stay for Saturday in the day and go uh, back home in the evening. Yeah. But I mean, people who have to travel four hours, okay, for a European person, people who are listening to this from the United States, I know you're like eye rolling and probably thinking four hours, girl, that is not a lot of time or not far, but for us Europeans, it is. It's a lot because everything is so close, you know. Yeah. Um, and when I tell my friends in Belgium, like, yeah, we drive three and a half hours or four hours, depending on a PP break or not. And um, people are like, whoa, that's a long time. Okay. For us now, it's, it's, it's just, it, it, it flies. It's just like um, putting a, a good podcast in the car. I mean, just put up and, and listen oh, to yeah, our podcast. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know. Um, but time flies when you're traveling by car to, to Disneyland Paris. But I would say two to three days. And if you're a local like me, I mean, we, we usually go two days. And once a year, we go three or four days for like a big mm. up holiday. Yeah, yeah. Like, like Leisure said, I wouldn't categorize uh, Leisure and the people like Leisure into mm -hmm. this category too much because uh, these are not hardcore fans, but they're people that, you know, uh, would go the extra mile for the Disney experience, let's, let's mm -hmm. just say this. So for someone, for example, who isn't like Leisure, who is from Belgium, but has to drive, drive that amount away, that could be, a, like we said, for Europeans, it's a, it's, it's a bit of a journey. <laughs> Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. For, for other people who live in bigger areas that's not going to be an issue but you know but definitely I would say two to three days is mm -hmm. a perfect you know little time you get one day maybe to to do studios because studios doesn't really take a lot of time to do no days. Uh, and focusing on the main park for one or two days again mm -hmm. um, and also Europeans have the ability to go on flexible times of the year because mm -hmm. it's so close both with the airport being so so near to the park and things like that you know they're able to go during midweek they're able to go on different times of the year you know seasons mm -hmm. so i would say you know one to two uh, two to three days is a, is a perfect little time uh, yeah. and you're able to also take advantage of because most i think most europeans go to design paris a little bit more often than than other people as well 
especially if you're closer. Um, you're also probably not going to always stay in a Disney hotel. So you're definitely going to be able to kind of go a little bit more often and enjoy the things a little bit more. Can I just add something small to that as well? Mm -hmm. um, so I choose to go by car, but I have many friends who go by plane or go by train because it's, it's taking less time. Um, my beautiful girls from Germany, Masha and Julia, they, they go by plane from Hamburg to Charlotte de Gaulle. And it takes, I think it takes one to two hours or something like that. Yeah. I can also take a train in Belgium, of course, which will take me about two hours. But if I'm looking at the price, so it's like a 90 euro ticket. Yeah. And if I compare it to going with, because I'm working for a company, so I have a company car and not even have, well, if you would pay like, like, like gas, that would be like a 50 euro uh, amount to do the uh, back and forth trip plus uh, toll. So don't forget it, guys. It takes around 15 to 16 euros coming in, but also leaving. So taking your uh, financial plan at least 35 euros mm -hmm. for the uh the road tax can i call it a road tax yeah, or yeah. like a toll whatever um but i don't like to go by 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 another uh transport besides my car not only for the money but for the fact that i don't have the comfort of my own little space i love to look at photos when driving so peter usually drives back i drive when we go and it's just comforting comfortable It's comfortable, it is yeah. comforting, yeah, just being in my own little blanket, my little pillow. We can go whenever and we can, we, I mean, we have flexibility of choosing our own timing. And as to a plane or a train or whatever, you have to know that at one point you just have to go home and that just breaks my heart every time. And I'm yeah. like, ah. Oh. I mean, I think it's, it's different uh, for different uh, places because I know yeah. for, for Belgians, you know you guys are more able to go in the car and just drive for long distances and it's not going to affect you because you are really um closer to that that part of france mm -hmm. so it's not affecting you too much but people living in spain uh those type of you know obviously there's people who need to take a plane and also in the uk uh one of the biggest um i would say the the biggest thing you can do is uh go on the eurostar because the eurostar literally takes you Yeah. park so yeah so um you know it, it just check out all the travel options for you um and of course like certain things will be more expensive but you know mm -hmm. uh, one benefit from you know using the train is just it's a more convenient way less stressful way than using the plane obviously mm -hmm. uh, for people traveling across the channel you might not really want to take your car too much uh no sure But again, it depends on your where you're living, your situation, and if it's something that you personally prefer. Yeah, exactly. Well said. Yeah. So, section three. Asia, I don't know if you know, well. but there are, I mean, this section I'm going to call, I've been calling it the poor, unfortunate soul <laughs> and families. I don't mean to, I don't mean to about, like, uh, put anything bad on families. It's just these two categories are kind of, I would put them in the same type of recommendation mm -hmm. list. Now, Lisa, we've all seen this guest who is the poor unfortunate soul during the stay at Disneyland Paris. They are the non-Disney fan. Okay. And due to family, loved ones, kids have been unfortunately dragged into coming to a Disney holiday. And we get it, you know, maybe you're just not a fan. And, 
and your little kid Timmy wanted to really go to the to the place, you know, the happiest place, you know, the magical, most magical place. And uh, you, you know, you want to be a good parent. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you decide, you know, why not? I'm going to take them to Disney. Uh, mm-hmm. Or maybe you're a big family and you really want to go to Disney. But, you know, a lot of parents, a lot of families, you know, you don't have coinciding schedules. A lot of you guys have to work like most of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's, it's, it's difficult enough for a lot of these people. Mm-hmm. So the question is, how long is long enough for some of these people? <laughs> well, I don't even know how to respond to this. I would just say, stay, I mean, stay home. Just don't, just don't do it. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I see you <laughs> guys we're recording this via zoom and uh, Andrea is actually cracking up behind her microphone this is hilarious I mean she's closing her mouth to nuts <laughs> ah! uh, I, can, I can see Lisa and she's just like looking at the camera just blankly like I don't know what to say <laughs> I'm, I'm like a, a, an, I'm a deer in headlights that's what I, I would um, um, say to myself but um so a non-disney fan first of all why are you a non-disney fan what is wrong with you i mean were you born in hell i mean what is what is wrong no um (laughs) sorry (laughs) we all know that from if you've been listening to a podcast long enough you know that leisure has certain this category is very triggering to leisure well on on many levels I mean, I need to, when I'm, okay, in my fantasy now, I'm seeing this person in leggings, a fanny pack, I'm sorry, leggings, fanny pack, oversized t-shirts and these American Nike shoes, um, like no makeup, no hair done. And I'm like, what are you doing here? Just, no, <laughs> but, I mean, I'm just, no, I'm not feeling it. Or the people who bring the million picnic bags and I'm like, ah! what are you doing please just go to a restaurant like oh no this is not a trailer park please go home but okay no judgment here well okay i'm super judgy (laughs) but um a non-disney fan okay first of all stay home or if you're gonna come with your family or oh let's just say you're your boyfriend and your girlfriend really needs a disney weekend and you're just like "Mm, okay i mean because she's letting you play the PlayStation like 24-7. So get up and do it and be a good Insta-husband. That's all I'm going to say. I would say, <laughs> I would say, okay, you know, all jokes aside for me, I think it's really important to say that there's a lot of people who do come to Zim Paris for the children, you know, the children, the kids, the family, their loved ones. We are ones. childless millennials. We do not feel this. We don't have this vibe. Um, <laughs> Yes, um, but I think for this type of this type of category, a weekend is oh, good enough. For for me, I think um, it's the most convenient, but also it means that if you are like a parent uh, who is working a lot and uh, doesn't really have the flexibility to be able to go like midweek, like we've been suggesting for a lot of things, um, going maybe taking a day off for Friday and going Friday, Saturday, Sunday to the parks. Um, I think it's long enough you know Mm -hmm. if you're not a Disney fan or you're just only doing it for your kids or for example or even if you are a Disney fan and you have kids and you're not able to get a full vacation off for this um, 
a weekend is plenty of time to get this done and of course it will depend on seasonality depending on how busy it will be but uh, if you listen to our previous episode uh, previous episode um you'll know when to when would be the best time to go on a weekend yeah so i do think a weekend you know friday saturday sunday or, or saturday sunday monday would be uh very convenient for someone like this um and also it just means that you know, you, you get to do a little bit of everything at the parks and, and that's kind of what matters if you're going to go for someone or you are taking your kids or you're taking your family. I would also recommend then also going May or June mm-hmm. um, because of the weather, first of all. Um, if you're a non-Disney fan, I can just imagine going during like January because you think, oh yeah, it's cheap, I can go. And then half of the rides are closed and then you're going to cry to mama because things are closed. Well, you didn't do your homework. I'm sorry. I'm getting very. Um, I told you this up. is triggering. This this can't this be is triggering. Extreme. <laughs> this is. Um, I mean, no. It's, I'm, it's I'm, two of the things she she doesn't like the most. <laughs> there are a million things. That, what what else don't I like, Andrea? Well, let, let's just say the guest experience. Uh, <laughs> people with some people with kids. Some people with kids. Some people, I don't want to generalize. Yeah. But okay. Can I also just tap into that? Like families with kids and you're a parent listening to this episode, Mm -hmm. which honestly would surprise me that you would listen to this uh, podcast since you're a non-Disney fan. That would be definitely out of your comfort zone, but But very welcome. Very welcome to listen. But I would just tell you one thing, mom and dad, be patient. Okay. Disneyland is a beautiful, magical place, but it is very stressful. Yeah. Why is it stressful? Because the vibe of people, people are weird, people are hungry, people are either cold or are too hot or it's raining. I mean, just stay calm. And I know your children are tired, so don't drag them to eliminations at 11 p.m. when they need to be in their bed. Don't do it. Just, I mean, just, I mean, spread your days to three or four days, take it slow and steady and talk about things before you're going to Disneyland and make a plan and don't come in looking at the map and be like oh so what are we gonna do now because I don't know no do your homework that's all I'm gonna say make Make it less stressful yeah Yeah. make it make a plan especially if you've got a family make some sort of plan it don't be strict and rigid with it because obviously you're gonna get even more stressed out but just make a generalized Mm -hmm. plan of when you want to be places because the biggest issue I think with this category is that people don't know. And so when they turn up to like parades or shows or things like that, uh, you get stressed, you get really irritable. And for example, a lot of the times that we in Asia have gone or I have gone, uh, we get parents who priv- like think that they're privileged because they have kids uh, mm. and they push their kids in front of all the cues, all the people, everything. Uh, and not only is that bad etiquette, bad manners, but also, you know, in reality, we all paid for our tickets. So ev- it's a first come, first serve type of basis here. So if you want to have the best for you, if you want to have the best experience, you know, you do have to plan a little bit and you have to be on time. Um, and if you do that, you're going to save yourself a whole lot of pain and a whole mm-hmm. lot of annoyance from your children too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so <laughs> let's yeah. move on to the next category. We've already been triggered by the last. Uh, 
so the next one is I call the Parisian tourist, the passerby. So although DLP is only 30 minutes away from Paris, there's no denying that the City of Light is one of the most visited places in the world. And, you know, who's to say that some of these tourists wouldn't want to go to one of, one of the most magical places in Europe? Who wouldn't? I mean, exactly. Paris. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we are calling this the Parisian tourists, the passerby. And uh, these are mostly people who stay in Paris because they have wanted to go to travel to Paris. Um, and are staying in accommodations in and around the area of Paris as well. Mm. And they're most likely not to have a huge amount of time in the parks. Uh, so, Leisure, what would you recommend to people who are the Parisian tourists or the passerby um, mm. to make the most out of their Disney experience, however short it may be? If you're then staying in Paris and, for example, you would go by train to DLP yeah. or you would add like an extra night around DLP, I would recommend going one, maybe two days. And once again, do your homework and make like a, a list of things that you want to visit, you want to do, um, what is important to you. And I would, I would make it a full day. I mean, the park opens at 10 and I think for us it's around 8, I think, or something like that, the yeah. extra magical time. Um, it's like half 8, well, depending on the season, but it's half 8 yeah. to half 9 is when Magic Hours opens. Yeah. Um, I know during some days in Christmas, it goes to eight to nine. So Exactly. So, I mean, the park closes again, depending on, on the season, seven, eight, nine, maybe 10, 11. I'm not sure. So I would go at a moment where you have the longest hours possible. And I would do, I would do a full day, maybe do a, a day and a half. But if you're doing there to rush, rush, I would do one day, make a list of things you want to do and see. And that's going to be it. Yeah, I agree. If you are just going to go for one day, which I think this is the majority of people, I don't think many people would even stay uh, one, one hotel stay at Disneyland Paris. I think most people wouldn't think of doing that. But if you are, you know, if you are just going for one day, which I know a lot of people have done, don't waste your ticket on Walt Disney Studios. <laughs> I would just say just no. stick to the main park. Uh, and make a list of priorities, like uh, Lisa said. But I would say make it as a priority list of maybes, you know. Mm -hmm. do Have your top three rides or top three attractions or whatever you really want to do. Mm -hmm. And make sure that you do those. But just keep in mind that if you're going to go for a day, depending also on the season you go, you might not get a lot done. So just have that in mind. Understand that you're not going to have the time to do everything or to do most things. Uh, mm -hmm. And just relax, you know, just have a good time, you know, have a decent yeah. time there. Uh, try not to stress yourself out too much if you're going to do stuff like that. And like Lisa said, uh, parks normally open at 10 o'clock in the morning and depending on the season might close between uh, 6 to about 11 o'clock in the evening. Mm -hmm. So depending on the season just depends on, you know, how full on you want to go with the, with the stay. But definitely one or two days is obviously what yeah. you're going to be able to do expectations to yeah. be uh, to be honest so yeah so we go on to the category of what we both go into hmm. <laughs> the fan and the local so uh it's kind of 
same and not the same at the same time as it. Uh, if you're a local, you're obviously living in the immediate area, whether it be along uh, the uh, Sendeman or you're, you know, along the RER train or you're in Paris like me. And if you're a fan, you're basically like a local because you come over so often. <laughs> you basically mm -hmm. live here as a second place of home, uh, which is kind of what leisure goes into. Uh, and I don't know really what we would recommend to any of these people, because if you really are a local local like me, uh, most likely you're not going to stay in a hotel unless it's like a special occasion or party or you want to celebrate something, which is the reason why I've not stayed in any Disneyland hotels, because... I have my 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 accommodation sorted for me, um, mm -hmm. but for someone like you, Leisha, mm -hmm. who is an AP holder, I think that's also an, another important thing yeah. to say. I was just gonna say, yeah, um, AP uh, annual pass <laughs> annual pass holders are also a really big category when it comes to people outside of the Paris region, um, because they are most likely also to come to some Paris for mm -hmm. a couple of days and stay at the accommodation uh, so what would you recommend for someone like yourself Lucia? me as a non-local local I would call myself mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I go usually two days so I either no I mean the majority of my 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 trips are two days and I would take a hotel it depends on my fan finances are. I always love to go to a Disneyland hotel because since I'm an annual pass holder, I have some discounts. I mean, discounts schmishmount because it's still pricey. Yeah, AF. and sometimes you end up finding a cheaper place on a hotel.com. Exactly, and I have my I have my favorites. I mean, we talked about the hotels, and I would definitely always look at the comparison between a Radisson Blue Hotel or a Best Western. Mm -hmm. um, depending on on which one are my, my my finances for example halloween um i would recommend going to a partner hotel because the hotels are very very pricey mm -hmm. um but i do come two days um but coming two days and coming every four to six weeks means that i don't do full days 24 hours so that means i would arrive around 10 and 12 in the morning but then also leave um either just before or just after the parade. The parade is usually our final in our trips because I like to take the photos, but if, it, for example, the weather isn't as good or it's already very dark and I'm like, oh, I'm not feeling it, we're just going to go home. I mean, yeah. we just take a car and that's again the advantage of taking a car that you just can decide for yourself. Uh, but I, I honestly, I just love the road trip. I just love it driving to France and seeing those milestones and then going for a little break, having a little drink, um, and then you're seeing the first sign of Disneyland Paris, and you shout a little bit in the car, and you're like, oh, yes, I'm already there. Ah. <laughs> um, by the way, really cool, we always pass uh, Park Asterix. Oh, yeah. I have never, ever been, uh, because I, 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 I've wondered sometimes, like, would I go? Then I'm like, mm, no, because I'm like almost near Disneyland Paris like oh yeah. it is one of our it's on our to-do list to be honest that and there's another park which is closer to the west side of France which is all to do with medieval stuff which is it looks really oh. really cool okay um, it's more adult probably... though that one. Oh, then I will definitely join because you know my opinion <laughs> let's go on a joint holiday <laughs> mm, yes let's do it but I just want to say that when we 
um, drive past Park Asterix, we see the roller coaster. And it's so cool because you're like, I mean, I've never, I've, I've, I've never ever have seen people sitting in it, but it's like, oh yeah, almost there. And then, you know, it's still like a half an hour to go and then you see the hotel. Mm-hmm. So, it, I mean, even though we do it every four weeks and we, I mean, it's still magical, man. Yeah, just seeing all those milestones and then seeing the Disneyland hotel, and you're like, oh, sparkle in my eye, I'm almost home. <laughs> no, so, I I agree, and I think that's also one thing when you mentioned um, not doing full days, it definitely is something that locals do is not go for like, mm-hmm. um, you know, straight in the morning to last thing in the evening because no. I mean, you know, you all have lives to live, and also <laughs> you know. I was talking to a lot of uh, locals recently because obviously we're all talking about what's going on at the moment. And uh, I don't really know many locals who have stayed at a Disneyland hotel. And, but I know many who have like, just, you know, they go maybe for like a couple of hours a day. They'll mm-hmm. just, or they want, like, for example, they want to go for a drink. Yeah. Like, should we just meet up at, a, at Disneyland for a, yeah. like an hour or two and then just go home? So, I mean, it really depends on, on what's happening, but most likely locals are not going to go for a full day unless they really, yeah. really want to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, last thing we're going to quickly talk about is uh, seasonality. Obviously, we had a whole episode dedicated to when you should go and talking about each season separately. Um, but when it comes to seasonality in the terms of how many days you should go, Lisa, is there any um recommendations you would do on how many ta- how many days you should go or how long you should go for those particular seasons at Disneyland Paris. I know you mentioned before, you know, um you know, going to January, May ish mm-hmm. or was it March, May ish, uh, mm-hmm. for people who have kids or want to have a shorter vacation. Um is there anything like that that you would recommend to people? Whew. Um I mean, first of all, just look at your situation. Who are you? What makes you happy? Um, Are you going for the rides or are you going for the experience? Which I think is a really big difference. I have friends who go and just want to do rides. And I'm that person who don't, I mean, I I go on rides. That's right. That's you. You are the rides girl. I'm the character girl. So it just kind of depends on, okay, what, what do you want to get out of this trip? What are your finances? Are you like this fancy schmance queen like me? Or are you just like you, just enjoying the park and it doesn't need to be that fancy schmancy and you can have a Hyperion hamburger, which is also fine. Just look at the total package of what you want to get out of this trip. And I would always recommend two to three days in general. I would always recommend going on a Wednesday because that is the least busiest day of every week. Mm-hmm. Definitely, but thank you for that tip. Maybe not going in summer, but maybe if you want to go in summer, go in August. Yeah. That's what I say. And for me, Halloween season, definitely number one. Yeah, I agree. I think three days is basically what I would say the short answer to all this. You know, yes. uh, three days seems to be the most, uh, I don't know, it just seems like the right amount of time. Obviously, mm in January, you might be able to get a lot of things done in three days, to be honest. I know uh, one of my friends, 
first it was her first time at Disney Paris and she was there for three days and she managed to do every ride at Walt Disney Studios and do pretty much nearly all the rides at um, the other park at Disneyland Park so depending on what season you go to obviously if you're going to go during January May you're going to get a lot of things done um yeah for the three days but obviously make sure that if you are going two busier times of the year like Christmas or mm-hmm. July or the last two weeks of October you know mm-hmm. those three days are not going to how do you say like they're not going to have the same amount of uh, value <laughs> as yeah. if you're going to do it on a time that it's low peak but then again you have to consider the weather and stuff that we talked about last episode. exactly it's just a total package and a total consideration of I mean everything <laughs> Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you guys for listening to us. We hope that you love our latest episode on this podcast and come along with the journey next time with us. Join us next time when we are in the next episode of How to Plan for Disney DLP and it will be about vacation packages and deals. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast and have a magical day.